Okay, people. It is June 13th here in Phoenix, Arizona, which means it's 107 degrees. My fucking face. This episode was recorded May 1st. This is part two of the Reflections on Dating episodes. I was joined by some peeps, my little bro Danny, um, Kayla and her partner East, as well as my partner Serena, my wife. Um, super interesting, even not not just the conversations had in, in the episodes themselves, but even just comparing the episodes to each other. I kind of want to do a part three with different people and just go on and on. If you have any topics or suggestions of topics, please let me know. Email me or write me. Send me a messenger pigeon. This is episode 134. My gosh. Hope you're all doing okay. Stay alive. Give someone a hug. Ask for, ask first. Ask ask if you can give them a hug. Enjoy. Can you guys see me okay? Yeah, we can. Only if you do that with your head. <laughs> That's the only way. Hello. Hi. Jason. Maintain that the whole time. Okay. This is a three-hour podcast. Hi. So. I was on mute. I. <laughs> it's not going to be three hours. Um, at, at the very least, <laughs> it can be seven hours. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hi, Kayla. Oh. oh. Um, can everyone hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, now we yeah. can. Okay, perfect. Cool. How are y'all doing? Not bad. Doing nice. Fantastically well. Oh, I wish I was fantastically well. <laughs> are you close to spectacular? I'm close to spectacular. <laughs> oh my god. That's it. It's from an outcast Memory. album. I love it. <laughs> we usually start with what was the best and worst part of your week? I'm sorry if I smell like soy sauce, Serena. Yeah, what was the best and worst? That's probably her worst part right now. What was the worst part and best? Worst and best. Danny, you can go first. Ooh, best part that now it's the weekend. The worst part. So my, I, I have a first world problem this week, which I'm very grateful for. But if I figure if this is the worst part of my week, then I'm, I'm doing okay. So I almost don't think it's worth sharing, but I'm, I'm going to share it anyway. So I just bought a new home recently, and I cannot, for the life of me, figure out, not figure out, but I can't find a, the kind of bathroom vanity that I want uh, anywhere online. I've been looking all week, and I can't find a dang thing. So that is, uh, if that is the worst part of, of my week, uh, which means that I'm doing just fine. That is terrible. You must be distressed. I, <laughs> I, I am. It, it, it is a little distressful. <gasps> no, you know what? I can't tell you what the actual worst part of my week is. Are you ready for this? Oh, my I'm God. Ready. So maybe like, I think I told you this, big bro, that like two or three weeks ago, these like, this mama cat, stray cat in my neighborhood gave birth to three kittens in my backyard. Every so often, mom cat would 
come and go. Um, I figured she was just taking care of her, her little babies. I was inclined to just like take them to the shelter so they could be properly taken care of. But I also thought, well, it's probably best not to separate them from their mother because most of them, she was more often gone. She was there anytime she was there and I would go back there, she'd run off. So I didn't really have a good way to take them into a shelter together. And I didn't want to separate them. So I just, I let them be. Every so often I'd take out the water. They were just fine. I thought, well, hopefully they're being fed somehow by my cat. And then like the last two or three days, they were meowing like crazy and really, really loud. And for context, I'm in my bedroom right now. And they were close to the window in our kitchen, which is like probably, I mean, besides a couple of rooms and walls that are in between, maybe like 20, 30 feet away. But it sounded like they were like right next to me. That's how loud it was. And mind you, this is my work from. I work from home um, and it was very distracting. I couldn't, couldn't focus. So I had to turn music on to just kind of drown it out. But by the time I was done with my work day on Friday, I went to the backyard to check on them. And you would have thought there was a corpse back there because it was full of so many flies. I had never seen them. It was ghastly. Like I'd never oh, seen no. anything like it in my life. And I was like, oh my God, they're probably dead. Uh, or one of them's dead because I could still hear them meowing. But then I couldn't find them anywhere. Um, and then I figured out that they kind of dispersed. Basically, I found all three, their faces were, it looked like they were decomposing. It was very ghastly. And I felt so horrible. Uh, the three babies? Because, yeah, the three babies. Clearly, they had some kind of sickness, disease, like growing on their faces. Oh. They weren't properly cared for. I'm pretty sure the mom abandoned them because the last time I put water out, the bucket that I was using was full. The water was dirty. So clearly nobody was drinking it. So I eventually found all three and I thought, I don't know what to do with them. I don't have skill or the resources to care for them myself. I look online, apparently it's kitten season. Nobody takes kittens right now. The one resource I found said, um, it's kitten season right now. We don't take kittens, but we'll send you a kit so you can take care of them yourself. And I oh, thought, hell. well, that's probably that's probably for healthy kittens. And I don't know what was going on with them, but it looked bad. And I was like, whatever it is they have, I'm not going to bring this into my house. And so I felt like shit because I had to basically like shove them under the back gate into the alleyway to basically get rid of them. Because right now I live with my mom and of course, like she doesn't want them here. Mm -hmm. I don't have it the, the way, the means to take care of them. So I just felt like garbage, just kicking these poor three helpless kittens out into the alleyway to like basically fend for themselves because I didn't know what else to do so yeah. I felt really really bad that is definitely the worst part of the week I totally lied not first world problem that was it <laughs> yeah. yeah uh that's so, anyway the end you you telling that story is now the worst part of my week so thank you <laughs> thank you yeah that's awful I know I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, oh. too. I felt bad for kittens. I was. I feel like a garbage human being. I can't handle this right now. I cried just... for a little bit because I just had to get that out. I like, I feel so bad. Yeah. yeah I bad. think the last time we went to find, to adopt, they were charging people to drop off cats. 
because there's just so many cats. There's just so many cats. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, like, there's just not a lot. If they're born, you know, stray, there's just not a lot mm-hmm. of help. How about, how about you? How was your week? I was taking a course and I finished it this week. So, yay. yay. Uh, but the worst part of it is I haven't been at my job for six months yet. And apparently that's a requirement for tuition reimbursement. So I had to like eat the cost of the course. Oh, <laughs> it oh was no. not cheap. I was like, oh, I mean, there's definitely bright sides to it, but more negative financial hit sides <laughs> than anything. But yeah, other than that, that, yeah, been okay. I've been all right. How about you, Kayla? How was your week? I had a pretty good week. Um, other than that kitten story, I, mean, I didn't really have any bad things happen. <laughs> Should have had you go last day. I know. Why didn't you invite me today? I don't know. I, I always have some crazy imaginary story. <laughs> no, um, I've been pretty fortunate to have a, um, a pretty easygoing week. And uh, I'd say the best thing about the week I I made a um, workout plan for myself and I stuck to it. But other than that, it, it's been been cool. I'm chilling. Cool. We saw Mortal Kombat. The new one. Yeah, we my did. friends and uh, we rented out a theater, so it's just like tight. My friends, yeah. <laughs> Michael is making me so watch nice. the 1995 version before we watch we the have new to. version. That's we tried to do that. I, I was able it. to just go on YouTube and watch the clips, but you can rent it for two ninety nine on Amazon. That's yeah. We're sponsored just by Mortal Kombat. Cringe Combat. at all the graphics. Oh, it's yes. so bad. <laughs> it's really bad. This broadcast is brought to you by Mortal Kombat. <laughs> by Mortal Kombat. Now Kombat. <laughs> no, no, not the new one. We're sponsored by the old one. Uh, I'm still oh, working on sponsors. This cast is sponsored by the Mortal Kombat movie from 1995. Did we get like 20 bucks or something? You'll get 20 pennies. You'll get a voucher to take the next cat you find to, yeah, um, to the town. Oh, no. <laughs> three kittens per listener. I know where three of them are. Um, That's terrible. Jeez. Serena, how was your week? The best part of my week was I got certified to teach youth mental health first aid. and we were you know trying to figure out like how many classes to schedule and how far in advance because we know teachers are now having to go back my unit specifically works with the lowest performing schools in the state and so this is a really good resource for them Um, so we scheduled three classes only for uh, 90 people so 30 per class and we scheduled them into October because we tried to space it to, to give options. And all three are full. So now I have to add more, which is a great thing. But it's definitely a lot. So the that's the best part. And I guess the worst part is it's the work keeps piling on. But it's good work. I think that's probably it. And the worst part? Was that the work keeps piling. Right now. No. Oh, all right. What about you? The kitten story. <laughs> the kitten story. I think we're all unanimous on that one. Um, uh, Thanks for taking one for the team. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anytime. Anytime. <laughs> Best part, I think anytime 
like sometimes our our son will have just a really big laughing fit. I don't know what you're doing with this laptop, but he'll he'll have a really big laughing fit and just laugh for five minutes. And it'll go from me being frustrated and telling him to like get his shoes on or whatever. And he's just laughing. And so I, th- I think those moments where I'm like 10 minutes late for work because he's giggling so hard. I'm really happy I didn't get fired. And then the worst part, my therapist asked me, uh, this past Thursday to write a letter to my uh, abusive dad. And so and then I had to read it out loud. So I was dreading it for two weeks, writing this letter to this guy. And then I had to read it on Thursday. So that, that whole like week, the last few days was just a lot of uh, revisiting trauma and memories. And uh, that, that, that sucked and it was hard, but um my parole officer said, you know, uh, I have to do this. Um, wow. What? Wow. I'm his parole Friend. officer. <laughs> I'm his parole officer. How long have I known? When not, did this happen? <laughs> you don't refer to your partners as parole officers? I'm the only one, I guess. No. no. <laughs> Didn't you guys do my update on OnlyFans? <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. I'm going to subscribe. Um, we're also sponsored by OnlyFans. <laughs> stop stop no but that, that was just no sponsored uh, only fans <laughs> just you have a great voice for that i was gonna you say really you do, should do voice acting. You really should. i i do for work actually there you go <laughs> i i'm pretty good believe we're sponsored by kittens and only fans you thought i just inserted that uh voiceover <laughs> yeah him, him does it so yeah, I, I would I'm say that. So the reason we're here is to talk about how to properly dispose of kittens in our backyards. This, oh no, that's not, this, that's not this episode. Sorry, that's a different episode <laughs> coming up. Is dating. And I, I find it really interesting when people date or or in long relationships with people of, of a different either culture, whether that's ethnicity, religion. We're talking with Serena, it even goes farther, right? Of if, if you had a really bad childhood versus a loving family or um if your family was privileged and fortunate financially versus you know dating someone who probably wasn't stuff like that and I I find this so interesting and so I wanted to pick all your brains about it and that's what we're doing here today how well first off for you how much does your family influence who you date or have dated or who you're with or have been with I feel like when I was deep into my giant queer walk-in closet, my family dictated everything about what type of man I was supposed to be with. So I was looking for that like Muslim, Eritrean, you know, engineer or doctor or lawyer that I was going to be a wife to that my family would like because his family cool with my family and we're gonna have the Eritrean Muslim children that my family wanted and like that was heavily influenced by them but as soon as I came busting out that closet I was like I'm gonna be who I want to be with mm-hmm. Kayla that's it um kind of similar um aside from being Eritrean Muslim um, I was raised Christian but it like the the expectations were really similar like you're gonna marry a guy who's got this great job and you're going to be a wonderful wife and have a bunch of kids. And like, that was going to be it for me. And I never saw that for myself. I think growing up and like having relationships, 
I brought a lot of that to my relationships and trying to figure out my sexuality. And um, I think that thinking of what my parents would think of my relationships definitely brought a lot of negativity to my relationship. And um, one kind of wrestled with that and, and got to the point where I just decided I was going to be happy. Like the rest of our relationships after that were a lot better. Yeah. Danny? Where'd they go? I think oh, he's on the, the TV off. The radio or something is oh. like too loud, I guess. Yeah, we have the radio on for the dogs. Um, it's just Nate Dog all the time, but um, <laughs> it's Nate Dog Radio. It's, uh, it's just that for hours and regulators, but uh, it just was super loud. Okay, sorry, little bro, Danny. No worries. I don't think my family had a huge, huge influence. So when I was little, I was, I was raised Catholic. We're not a super typical Latino family either. Um, so I, I think I was raised in an environment where I was, for the most part, able to just kind of explore the world in my own way. Now, there were some restrictions in terms of like my sexuality, because uh, of course, at large, being anything other than heterosexual, especially in a Catholic Latino family is very shocking to say the least. But even then, I never allowed um, some of those social expectations come into play too much, especially once I got to college and far away from my family. I was able to explore the world on my own terms. I had most of my preference to like fit into a box and date certain people just came socially, um, just from the at-large American culture, if you will, or Latin culture as, as well. And I mean like, a woman, marry her, have kids, raise a family, stuff like that. Um, that never really, that idea, I was never sold on it. And so, of course, by the time I got to a point in my life where I was able to grow more independently outside of my family and definitely more outside of those social pressures, um, I, think I was just able to awesome in my own way. Ultimately, I, I don't really think they had a huge influence um, to the point where I felt restricted or like I had to combat those views in an extreme way. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Serena? So my sister and I are four years apart and my parents tried to like shelter her. And so they tried to do the same to me. Like we weren't allowed to date um, in high school. And so when I started to date um, after I graduated high school, they, they didn't really put any, like they never pressured me to get married or to try to find a husband or to have kids. And I don't think they, like they're of course, uh, you know, older generation. So they have certain ideas and they're starting to come around to accepting people um, that they're not used to is what I will say. Um, but I think when I moved, I moved to Phoenix and I was able to like become an adult at a young age. I think so long as I was happy because I had some really awful relationships. And I will say that it's the way they influenced me most is that they wanted me to be happy and safe because I was in a relationship that um, took a toll physically and they noticed it. And my dad is super accepting 
pretty much anyone. Like he's just so accepting. But my mom is a really good judge of character. And I think what the influence, the biggest influence from them is they have to at least like respect the person and like the person regardless of who they are because they have voiced if they don't like a person. And if they, I've ever been in a relationship and they did voice that they didn't like that person, that person actually ended up hurting me. Um, so I think that's the only influence. Like they've been married for, I, I'm, I'm fortunate in that they have been married for as long as they have and seem to be doing okay. <laughs> um, not that like, because divorce is okay too. Like if you're not in a good situation, right? Like that's completely fine. You shouldn't stay in a situation where you're not safe or you're not happy. But they've seemed to be happy and they've overcome. And granted, they've lived their lives through different, you know, decades and we are facing different obstacles. But they've always just instilled like to be happy. And I think, I think that's the biggest influence and probably the most important influence. And I'm, I'm very fortunate and I acknowledge that. I'm very fortunate to have that. Yeah. In Filipino uh, culture, we don't really date a lot. And then, um, so I was just yelled at, Michael, what are you doing? Whenever I would bring someone home, they don't really influence much of my life because they weren't so great or a lot of, there's a lot of negativity attached to it. So I, I don't see reason for them to influence stuff I do really. Has there ever been an experience that highlights the difference between you and the person you're you're dating, whether it's race, religion, family upbringing, culturally? I feel like Kayla and I just talked about this a couple of days ago, like when we went to go see like the movie and then got to go like go out and hang out. I was most people I've dated in the past have not been of my culture but like african-american because you know we're it's not a lot of queer people that look like me and it's just like never being able to be related to or seen or even like learning a few words in the language that i speak at home like it means so much to me. like i've never experienced that where someone accepted my culture and not having like yes it's a difference and it's something where like, oh, we don't do it like that in my house. Or like Kayla's family will do it differently than I do. Um, my within my family, but it's not a problem. And I think that previously it's always been like a problem. And um, I've experienced some of that with my older brother as well. Like his wife is African-American and they work fine together as a unit, but it's like the family's cultures and the family's culture's expectations are different. Mm. Like my family, my, my mom and my dad and my grandma are like constantly upset. It's like, he never talks to us and she never does this and she never comes to see us. And I was like, well, when you talk shit about somebody for 10 years, um, <laughs> yeah. they tend to not want to come hang out with you. Um, so, and it's the same thing with her family. Like they felt very disrespected during the wedding process because nothing they wanted mattered. It had to be their rich way or no way. Um, so it's just, I'm very blessed that Kayla's bum as fuck. And, uh, you know, I feel loved and accepted. So even though there are differences, I yeah. think that 
it's a it's a positive difference. Kayla, did you want to add anything, or did you have a different okay. example? Um, I have a different example. I don't know if I okay. can follow, follow that one up. That was oh. and it made me feel good. I would say in a in a different experience in a, another life in that time, I have dated people who are have different backgrounds. For example, I dated someone who is half African American and half white. I don't know what the other side was, but like that brought some issues to our relationship where like her her dad was a little judgmental of mm. me. I think mostly for being queer and had expectations of, of her. Um, you know, the, the same thing we talked about earlier, like getting married to a man and having kids and doing whatever, whatever. But like something in me also thinks like there was an issue around race as well. So like that made some conversations uncomfortable mm -hmm. and um, ultimately like kind of led to communication issues within our relationship and then the end of a relationship. Danny? For me, I would say so far, I have been, I've dated several kinds of people with several kinds of backgrounds. I would confidently say my life, I've been in three serious relationships. And comparing the three of them, uh, I can definitely pinpoint some of the different nuances mm -hmm. with dating each individual, especially as it relates to race. The first long-term relationship I was in, the guy was white. He's white. I assume he's still alive. But although it was never anything that came up directly in conversation or was, it wasn't a concern or point of contention that was voiced out loud. It was definitely a huge point of contention as far as like our different backgrounds. And it was relating to him and his background. It, it was very hard for me because his ethnic background, as I would describe it, uh, I would say it's very stereotypically white, small town, and conservative. It's the kind of culture um, that I've never been able to relate to because in many senses, very much the opposite of that. Uh, and so all I can really say is that for many different reasons, that turned into us um, just basically battling with one another um, quite frequently, unfortunately. Um, after that relationship ended sometime later, uh, the second long-term relationship I was in, or what I thought was going to be long-term, the guy I dated is Black. The biggest difference with that one, um, with that relationship, was that I, I had to do a lot of internal digging as far as how to best be present in that relationship now when things were good towards the very very beginning I did tell him as a way of just like being very forthcoming with him I did tell him I just want you to know I have ever in my life dated anybody black um at least a long term and I want you to know that in this process, I'm going to be doing a lot of learning um, and just learning about you as an individual, but also learning about you as far as your background, where you come from, and that sort of thing. And I will commit to never treating you 
like a novelty in my life. And if I do, and you notice I'm not noticing it within myself, please call me out because I, I don't want that to become a point of contention. Like for me in my past relationship where I didn't really know what the problem was. I just knew there were problems. Um, and it took me a long time of reflecting to realize a lot of it had to do with our racial and cultural differences. So to avoid that here, I'd like you to just know that for the sake of our future. Now, for very different reasons, relationship and had nothing to do with a race or ethnicity or culture. And now with my final one, my current one right now, uh, we're both Latino. Uh, we both come from very similar families. And I'm noticing that there's a lot of mutual understanding that helps bring us closer together, uh, which does add a layer of, I guess, convenience, if I could call it that. I don't really know what to call it, but there's, I guess there, there are a lot of things that can go unsaid uh, without needing an explanation because we just inherently understand each other. I think one of the biggest differences that we face, despite coming from the same culture, is that as far as his sexuality, um, he has one of the most loving and supportive families I've ever met in my entire life. And that isn't to say that mine isn't, but I guess the difference is that when I first came out, it was a, it was a huge pain point, particularly for my mom. Uh, whereas his parents, like he came out at 14, he's my age, he's 28 now. They were like, okay, cool, kind of thing. And so he, he like most queer people that I know, doesn't have that typical story of like, I came out and it was horrible and my parents hated me and they kicked me out and think, you know, things of that nature. He doesn't have that kind of story. To me, it sounds like he had a great childhood or teenagehood or whatever, uh, and so there are some aspects of his family and his relationship with them that I don't quite understand, not in a bad way. I just can't relate to it, particularly with his parents. In some ways, I almost envy that because I'm like, I wish I had that from the go. And not that it took me a long, long time to get there, but it, it was a painful maybe couple of years for me after I first came out. But that's, that's really it as far as how we're different. Serena? I think one of the biggest differences would be, I would say race. So I've dated a lot. <laughs> I can classify what? him though. I know. I'm just kidding. I can classify him though. Like, honestly, and, and I don't mean this to be disrespectful, but I can classify like the white guys and then the guys of color. Um, so like, I think one of the major differences is and, and while they're different culturally, right? Like there's Dominican, Black, Latino, um, like different multicultural. <laughs> um, with the these guys, they were, I don't even know how to, they seemed to take it slower with me. And they seemed to be much more grounded in their family. Like I remember, um, there was one guy, he was Dominican and Black, and he, one of our very first dates, I met his entire family. It was his grandma's like 96th birthday or something. And so I met extended family, like I met everybody. And it just, that seemed to be such a common pattern 
Um, whereas with, I dated two white guys and the two white guys, I don't, I don't even know. Like, so the one white guy, <laughs> one guy, um, we were, we just started like dating and I had gone to his house to watch a movie and he was so like forward with his intentions. Like it seemed to be all about sex with them. So we had gone in his room and we were, you know, just watching a movie and he had locked the door and then he was like, I'm going to get more comfortable. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was watching the movie and I turn around and he's like naked. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know what you think this is, but he was so much more forward with that. And it was same with the other guy. And he, it, it was just such a, a cultural difference where like the other guy would like walk around my parents' house and like go through the cupboards and the refrigerator. And we had just started dating. And like, I don't even do that at Michael's mom's house. Like, I, I don't even do that at my mom's house. You don't, don't do that at anybody's house. You don't, you don't do, do that. that. <laughs> it was just so weird, like so much more forward. And again, that one was also like, just, they were just so much more ag aggressive in that way. And it was Did a little jarring for first, No, this clown got up and like just started wandering around my mom's house. And I was all. I could never. I, I, it was done after that. Red I was, flag. Mm -hmm. yep. It was just such a difference. I, I, and I don't know, again, like money was different throughout all of these guys. Religion was different throughout all these guys. Like it was, it just seemed like a, like, I don't know. I don't even know how else to describe it, but like a cultural thing where there. You know, There's no decorum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it was, it was so jarring. So when I met Michael, it, like, even though he's Filipino and Irish, I found that his family, it was the same thing. Like his family was so nice. He, he's so respectful and it, it was just so much similarity, even though we're different, like we're so different. It, it was just, it was so much more compatible though and easy. And <laughs> I think, and, and again, I don't, I don't really know how else to like, classify that but I would say that's probably those instances were probably the most that brought to light like the difference in in how we like attack a relationship I don't even know what I'm trying Why to say now world? she's drunk, I'm drunk. um <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna try to go a different way and, it, and it's interesting like Serena talks to her mom every day on the phone and I go I, I haven't do I have a mom? And I've so been it's, slacking. That's it's, not entirely true right now. So they're very close and they hug. And when I met them, they hugged me and I said, oh God, what is this? Affection, help. And um, so, but I've also had other relationships where they, my, my partner didn't understand that, where they didn't understand like someone having an abusive father or someone not being able to rely on your family emotionally. Um, I've had a couple partners that were a lot wealthier than me, which is not hard, but no, um, they, there's rich and they go, you just, you don't have money to go do this with us. I go, no, what, where do you, where do I, where, where, help me please, where? And just not understanding that there are people who don't have the same funds or the same, upbringing. the same upbringing that you have. And so you, you get to do all these things and just the, the way I would be talked down to by, by family members, like their parents, with almost the undertone of like, 
then why is my daughter with you? Like if you have, if you can't and haven't been able to do these things and there would be those awkward, like they would want my family to come over and hang out, but I know that would just be a shit show. And it's, it's been nice with Serena's family because we have had a few instances where uh, our families have been able to, to mingle and it's, it's very strange for me still to see it and I'm still trying to get used to it. But um, I, w- I would say the biggest differences are always like the family upbringing and the, the, the home environment. And it's still an adjustment, like, cause like Michael said, my family's so like, and we're also the type, I'm, I don't know if like, you have to say hi to everybody and you have to like, you know, give them hugs and kisses or whatever. So like, I still go to his mom, like <laughs> wanting to give her the biggest hugs and she's just like, gives me a half hug. Like, I know she loves me, but it's just such a different, that's like one of the differences Okay, too, okay, like, okay, stop touching me, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's very strange. Um, has anything surprised you from someone you've dated about their culture? It could be like a bias you had, or maybe just even just small surprises that popped up in getting to know them. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I always end up being the surprise, if that makes sense. Like, I know I've talked about this with you, Michael, but... Um, when I was dating my first like, real girlfriend, she would just get, like really upset with me for like not being black enough or like American black enough. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I have a Richmond friends back in Virginia and we relate to each other and we understand each other, but talking to you is like an alien. But it's also like, how involved were they in their culture? I mean, like you guys were raised in Virginia together so you have that similarity. But I was raised in Arizona. So like East Coast and West Coast vibes are different right there. Mm-hmm. On top of that, our parents are from different, complete different cultures. We were brought up differently. You have 10 years on, of course, talking to me, it's going to be different than your Eritrean neighbors that are the same ages that may not be as like engulfed in the culture as I am like my own sister will be like if you weren't my sister I'd assume you moved here from Eritrea and not born in the U.S. and raised here so there's that otherness that I always experience with her where she's just like I don't understand you and I get punished for that like in the relationship just because it's like I'm not who she wanted me to be or who she expected me to be then she would like laugh out and it took so long like to know that I deserve better and to get out of that but um I think I forgot the question so I'm just gonna stop right there it's <laughs> oh uh, what's your favorite <laughs> fx series um but okay cool thank you for um <laughs> <laughs> it was I'm sorry uh have you now my thumbprint thing is not gonna work no uh <laughs> Oh, what have you learned from being with um, someone? Oh, what's yeah. Surprise. yeah, what surprised you? Yeah. What's the surprise? Yeah. What's so the surprise? That, like, I am the what surprise. And I was surprised. I was like, I'm Black, you're Black, we're going to get along. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely not the case. I've dated subsequent, like, other mm. people, and there's always some sort of difference. And although, like, just a side note, Kayla and I, like, this is my most healthy 
relationship I've ever been in my life. So like, Yay. shout out to me and Kayla, shout out to my therapist, shout out to healing. Therapy. Um, yeah. Sponsored I, by yeah. therapy. This podcast is brought to you by therapy. <laughs> to somebody, bitch. Um, but <laughs> somebody, yeah. I feel like, <laughs> hey, you got to relate to the youth. Yeah. I just feel like, even though we come from different worlds, like raised in Arizona, raised in Boston, you know, being African-American, being Eritrean, being Christian, being Muslim, like there's so many differences down this list, but the Venn diagram where it really like overlaps uh, and comes together where we align is our moms and dads have similar personalities. Mm. You know, how we were raised, how struggled through our sexuality like growing up and like family issues and like how we dealt with them and like what we were taught to do and not to do for example like that clown that would just open up shit in your mom's house like what the hell what the hell like, I'm don't, still mad about that like I'm still that. mad for you don't do that yeah like no the only worst. person that I do that with is my lifelong best friend and she's allowed to do that at my house but that's because I've known the bitch for my whole life. That's my sister. I don't even do so that different. at my best friends. Like that's and, no, and a part of that is like how I was raised. Like, though. <laughs> yeah, no, my grandma will still be like, "You just get up and open fridge." I was like, "My shush, like <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> I live here." Um, but I think that there's that commonality of like the parenting style, the way we handled emotions how we dealt with things, like mm-hmm. how we adapted, how we like survived through it. Like our journey growing up in our queerness with the type of parents we had. And even like, even like financially, we kind of are like grew up in the same tax bracket. So there's that, like who we went to school with, who we were friends with, what type of people we dated, like things that we think about. Like, there's so many similarities in who we are the result of environments so regardless of culture ethnicity or you know race or anything like that like it just works because we have that alignment and that's kind of like what the most important thing is I guess mm-hmm. Kayla yeah. <laughs> I did follow up again <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna start um, letting you go first we're gonna have Kayla go first from now. <laughs> I didn't even read the questions <laughs> I didn't even know. It's still, what was your favorite FX? Okay, go ahead. Uh, in, in I'm watching of, Castlevania. Yes. In terms of surprises in relationships, I don't know that I've ever had any surprises. I think, I, like, you know, people say, like, continue to, to date and deal with the same people until you learn from it. Mm. Like, there were no surprises. Like, I always saw the, the red flags coming, but for some reason I stayed. <laughs> that's like my own shit that I need to deal with um I would say I agree with him on the like just aligning and like we have very similar values so like our differences never really have been an issue so I'm, I'm really appreciative for that Danny I love that props to both of you I love yeah. your relationship I obviously don't know either of you but y'all are beautiful together <laughs> going keep growing thanks sponsored by therapy um (laughs) i think for me so perhaps surprised isn't the word i would use uh because lately 
not really surprised by anything at this point in life anymore. Just broadly, like pandemic, whatever. Anything else that happens after that, bring it. But I guess something I'm that I guess was like a pleasant surprise in a way. Something I just very appreciate is that uh, with the current partner, everything just feels so easy and it all feels organic and just grows on its own just by like individually being ourselves and coming together authentically. It just all feels so natural. I mean, perhaps it is surprising in a way because it's not anything I'd ever experienced before him. And I think part of me was just getting used to this idea of like, oh, well, every relationship is has its own struggles, which it does. Uh, but I guess I just assumed that the struggle should have some kind of magnitude to the point where it was like really difficult. And like being with a person was like, could be a huge pain point. I just assumed all relationships were like that until I came across this one. And I was like, oh, wow. I have yet to say I've had one like major fight or argument or disagreement or issue with that isn't just we haven't had deep conversations or disagreements to discuss, but I feel like they're all done in a very healthy way. Because uh, with both of our experiences, we have gained, could argue, enough emotional intelligence to be able to handle any conflicts in, in a productive way. To the point where they don't even feel like conflicts. They just feel like something like, okay, this is just something we have to smooth out. We do, and then we move on. And that's really great. What you were talking about with Ayla, um, as far as like the huge difference between like your relationship now and some of the past ones you've had, like I very much relate to that because that's how I feel currently with my partner because everything just feels so easy. And yeah, because there's no need for escalation. Yeah. That's what I was thinking when you were speaking. Like, it never gets the argument or the screaming match. Ain't because you just, just have a conversation. About, hey, you said I didn't like it. Yeah. Oh, my bad. I really didn't even think about it. All right, bet. Right. Move forward. Like, it doesn't get to, like, a resentful, like, you know, stare off with, like, an argument at the end of the night. Like, mm-hmm. Exactly. I guess that's, that's my answer to your question. I think I have two surprises. My first surprise goes back to dating the two white guys. I was really surprised at how I felt after like stopping talking to them because I I felt, what is that word? Like kind of fetishized. Hmm. And that surprised me because one of the guys I went to high school with, so we knew each other and we were friends and it was cool. But it just, like, the way they treated me and the way they, like, started, uh, like, started the relationship was really not okay. And then this, the kind of what Kayla was talking about, where you keep dating the same type of person, I didn't realize I had a type until someone pointed it out to me. And I say this all the time, but Michael is the complete opposite of everything that I used to date. And <laughs> and it's been the best thing. Like he's the love of my life. Like he's, it's just been the, I never, that was such a surprise to me because I kept doing the same shit over and over again. And it might've come in different packages, right? But it was still the same like type of person. And while Michael and I were friends first too, it was still 
it, it's just, it's so different than anyone else I've ever, he's so different than anyone else I've ever dated. And we do get in fights. <laughs> I'm very aggressive, <laughs> assertive, <laughs> assertive. I am trying to change my language. But I think we've also come a really long way in like being able to communicate and really genuinely mm. talk through it. So while our emotions, because I think we're both really emotional people and we are very different people mm -hmm. with the way we process and again with like how we were raised and we too align on our values. And I, and I think that's one of the most important things is that we're actually able to walk through them because I mean, we're human, we're going to argue. There's gonna be disagreements. There's gonna be misunderstandings. There's, you know, we have a kid and we have this whole life together. We've been together for a long time. So it's, it's bound to happen. But I think the important thing is like, we are both in therapy and we are trying to fix, like be the best versions of ourselves and still maintain this life together. And I think even that in and of itself is a surprise to me because <laughs> therapy is just not something that is common for like in my family in my I think culturally too and I would I think Michael would say the same thing yeah so so that's a surprise <laughs> wow. but we're we're but it's good I think that's the good kind of surprise the first one wasn't a great surprise yeah but good job reading all your lines thanks that was good uh she's been practicing <laughs> Uh, I wrote it out for her. Oh, and cut. And cut. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. No. Um, <laughs> I think now being um, being as smart as I am, when I when I look back at when I was younger dating humans, the little microaggressions, the little uh, sort of racist remarks, I didn't catch it at the time. And now looking back, I go, oh, that was racist. Well, that was kind of ignorant to say, oh, that was not cool. And But I, at the time, I, I didn't know it is one. And then the other one would be um, that you can, this would be corny as fuck, that you, you can be happy because I, I was just always like doom and gloom for my whole life. Like I'm going to have something and I'm going to fuck it up. So I'm going to sabotage it somehow. And I did. Every relationship I did, um, everyone I dated. And if... If, even ours. Even ours. I destroyed ours. She's a hologram. Um, you know, Serena pushes, but also supports. She'll she'll challenge me, but then she'll also be there to just listen if if I need it. And so, I'm surprised this is still happening. I'm, <laughs> I'm happily surprised. I you know trying to change my mindset of not focusing on negative and you know, being appreciative and, and being present um, is definitely a, something I'm working on. The other ones failed for a reason, I think. And so um, this one hasn't yet. No. Um, there's still time. There's still so much stop. time. No, stop. <laughs> Gosh. No, you stop. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you ever dated someone or been with someone with different political views or views on social issues. Kayla. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know that I've dated someone with different political views, but I do feel that I've dated some people who just don't care. At mm. Like they just have no view. And that's, that's also kind of frustrating. It's like, I can't even 
talk to you about things that are important to me because like you're you're not gonna have anything really to give to this conversation that's difficult mm-hmm. I, I don't really have much else to say about that danny maybe although politically or political topics weren't ever anything that came up frequently i don't know if it was intentional or not but um it never came up a lot well i will say is that and i have a perfect example um is that perhaps there were some more social differences uh that came up um particularly with my first relationship first serious relationship now mind you i didn't have the skill to really uh voice my disapproval of this behavior um in a more productive way my disapproval was just very angry and didn't really contribute to a productive conversation at the time i will say and perhaps is some stem from some kind of political upbringing i don't know point is there was a, a time where he it was the white guy i was i was dating at the time we went to the gas station to get snacks or something small um he drove i had in the car and waited for him and he went aside and then when he came back to the car um he expressed some kind of frustration with um the clerk in the gas station that i don't remember what it was but it it, it was something that situation that was annoying that I could agree with but one thing brought up that I didn't like uh was that this clerk this man in there uh was Indian and he he said some comment uh related to his Indian-ness um and I just asked myself immediately in my head what does that have to do with anything and it just sounds like they're expressing other frustration has literally nothing to do with the situation itself and that I don't like. Now, what I failed to do was uh, acknowledge his frustration and his emotion. Um, and I just immediately grew angry and frustrated and expressed that first and almost cut him off and stopped him from expressing his frustration just to point out, like, why the heck did you point out his Indian, like him being Indian? It has nothing to do with this conversation or like the situation in particular. Mm-hmm. And so that into a fight and that kind of the end of that story but I think that was one of those key or noteworthy differences as far as like how we view and perhaps try to respect and acknowledge other cultures was very different because if I I know at the time if I were telling that story I would have pointed that out I don't think my frustration would have stemmed from his culture just stem from the situation itself um so to point that out was very aggravating to me um and of course i could have done better to manage that situation in a healthier way uh but nonetheless i think that's one way where we were just very different i don't think that has anything to do with politics but that's one thing that does come to mind mm-hmm. i'm glad i let kayla go first uh <laughs> Because I definitely was going to say the same thing. <laughs> but to add to it, it was more so like, so I've always had this problem with people thinking America is the center of the universe. Can't deal with people like that. Um, as a child of refugees from Africa, like I very much pay attention to global politics and economy and war and issues in general. And so when 
somebody cares about American things politically or economically, maybe even on a very light level. But as soon as we talk about like, did you know there's a genocide happening in Rwanda? You know, or like, I can't believe Sudan is now two countries, you know, or, you know, what's going on in Egypt? Do you hear about that? Did you know that there's a concentration camp of Muslims in Western China and no one's talking about it? It's worse than the Holocaust. And they're like, kind of like, out of sight, out of mind. Not my people, don't care. And I'm just like, you are a parasite. You do not care about humanity. You care about yourself. You want to consume and you want to spend money. And I don't care about people like that. So it's like, I've dated people where something like would come up. They're just kind of like, hmm, I haven't heard of it. I don't know what that is. Like I mentioned Tony Blair and they're like, is that a singer? I'm like, he's the prime minister. You're like, no, that's Tony the United Kingdom. Tony Braxton. Oh, what? Just Tony like, Braxton. Tony <laughs> <laughs> But it's just like, I can't. Like, I'm just like, what are you thinking? Caring about global politics, you know? Like, <laughs> it's just like, we're in a globalized world. Like, you can't shop at Forever 21 without caring about China. If something happens in China and they're like, fuck the factories. Don't get anything. You don't get anything <laughs> anymore. I think the coronavirus hitting and coming from China and how the world just world stopped. Like, I think that had to affect that affects everyone. And that was a moment for Americans in general to just be like, oh shit, man. Um, but yeah, that's the thing I've I don't hesitate to just buy. Like I've walked out of first dates. I've asked somebody to leave my home. I will, well, gotta go, you know, like I'll catch up you, my part of dinner. Like I just leave because I, I can't even tolerate friends hmm. that have that look of worldview. And like, it just, when you don't care about humanity in general, it pisses me off mm-hmm. politically or otherwise. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Yes. Um, we're going to have to, delete the forever 21 part because they're a sponsor too okay um oh shit (laughs) sorry now sponsored by by. (laughs) i think i echo him where you people like people just don't care like they don't they don't stand for anything or they don't have a cause that they are passionate about or an issue that they're passionate about and i think that's that was probably the most common. Um, as far as politics, like, I think the only issues that I've really taken to heart is like um, women's issues, like abortion or like equal pay. If they'll fight me on it or if they feel like they have to be the what did him say? The um, center of the universe and they had to be the provider, like kind of fall into that stereotypical, like man's role. That's where we had mm-hmm. issues. That's where we had a lot of issues. I, I just not supportive of like education or I can think of a couple relationships that were just wanted me to be the docile, like Mexican wife type person oh hell no and that 
and again, Michael's the first person, like, I hope you don't mind. I make more money. Like I am the one what? that makes like that does a lot of the stuff that no one, no other relationship, they always felt like they had to take care of me and that pissed me off. And they just didn't care about like anything else but themselves. That's pretty much it. The question was your favorite Tony Braxton song. Um, he wasn't mad enough for I me. was he just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Thank you everybody, you all did your part. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine, I, that question popped in my head because we know a couple people who are with Trump supporters, but they themselves are not. And I go, wait, how did you? Or they're everything that Trump like despises. <laughs> yeah. Or they're, they're close with, with people who that their partner has ignorant views about. And I go, wait, when did you? Yeah, I know. Like, when did that pop up? Like, the first ignorant thing they said? And what did they say to you to get you to stay? Like, that far. You can choose to leave. You can choose to Mm -hmm. end that relationship. And clearly, none of them have worked out in the past. But, like, when people choose to continue and, like, marry that person. Mm -hmm. Wait, they're married? Yeah. We know two separate couples. Yeah. Yeah. That's very unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And I think one, one day they'll open their eyes. Yeah, I thought, I thought, I think we had a sort of a conversation about it and she said, well, it just never came up. And I said, wait, what? How, you've been with them for so long. This is not a surprise. Like, it's not a, a I don't even know, like a, a great joke for it, but how, how did you not, I feel like that's one of the, not politics specifically, but just like how you treat people or Their how you view things, right? And I'm just I baffled. think people like yeah. that subconsciously don't bring it up because they know it's going to be a throwdown, so mm. they just never talk about it. Yeah, but then you're. you're and I'm wondering stuck with... how that, how that, how you suppress that when you have, like Trump's immigration shit right all of that when you have family again that is everything that trump hates and is spouting garbage about like how does that not affect you you know i i don't i don't know how do you not talk about that like how do you not mm-hmm. say something that's fun huh um then my last question concerning like this like dating and being with people, does age actually matter? And, and what is the biggest age gap you've dated? And does age matter? Uh, if you're asking broadly, uh, I can answer that question now and speak for myself and say, yes, it does matter. Um, for several reasons, um, but ultimately it matters. Uh, I think the biggest... You know, everyone that I've been seriously the last, like, five, six years, I've been pretty much my age or within, like, years of my age. But I think, re- like, reasonably, if we're focusing on age alone and not other factors, then perhaps, like, plus 10 years, minus five. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know. Um, I, there are a lot of things that I evaluate when I'm or evaluating like a potential long-term partner 
age is one of them like it's one of those things where like i'm not gonna date you if you're like under 18 or like over 40 or something like that. i'm 28 um and personally like the reason i would want somebody close to my age is because i'd also like somebody that has um and not that age is the sole factor to making this happen, but at least with age, um, there's some like mutual understanding of one another's experiences. For example, I couldn't, <laughs> I, I don't mean this to be funny because I know ageism is also a, a huge thing. Um, but for example, I know for me, I couldn't date somebody that's 70 um, and commit to being their partner and also commit to their struggles making them my own because I wouldn't possibly be able to relate to um, struggles that come with or that typically come with being of that age, for example. Um, age is definitely something that I evaluate when it comes to dating people. And I, I, I'm inclined to say that most people probably are. Like, I, I, at least I don't know many people that would just be like, oh, age doesn't matter, period, at all. And I could be. 20 dating like an 80 year old or a 60 year old or something along those lines but i could totally run i don't know that's definitely my my thought my experience mm-hmm. i would say for, for me yes age does matter i typically do not date anyone younger than i am um 29 right now personally i think that going over maybe five years or so would be an issue for me because I don't want to be parented and I don't want the person to think that like they need to guide me in some sort of way. And I don't don't want to feel like a burden on someone and I also don't want to um, like have issues with my partner in that way, like and resent them. I barely made the cut y'all, I'm 30. (laughs) Yes. Get a a five-year buffer. Yeah. No, but if I was a year younger than you, I would have been the game. (sighs) Would have been gone. I might have made an exception. (laughs) She might have made an exception. See? (laughs) The gods have shined upon us today. Um, (laughs) Very un Muslim of me to say, Allah has shined upon us today. Um, No, I was going to say, I've always used to be like 10 years plus is my limit. I've always had this theory where if the year I was born, you would already hit puberty, you're too old for me, bro. Like, um, if you had sexual desires in my infancy, you're too old for me. Um, would I date anybody ever? No. Yeah, it's great rules. I just feel like you could have a child. You could be my parent. You're out the gate. Um, I recently started to date people like, you know, eight to 10 years older than me, but there's that, you know, aspect that Kayla talks about, about parentifying and always being like, don't do this. I feel like I was being like, in, I was in trouble like all the time. And I shouldn't feel that from my partner, you know, like I, I shouldn't, like they have lived so much more life than me, like 10 years more of life. So there's more set in their ways where I'm still kind of figuring my life out in my twenties. And I'm adapting to their way of life versus finding my own. Um, so young was always a no-go. I just found younger, like, like younger people, like as in like 21, 22, 
when I was in my late twenties was just a no go because I felt like I was dating a child. Yeah, I dating plus or minus two or three years I think is good. Um, I also think that maturity level and experience level has a lot to do with it. I've met thirty year olds that I would not even want to be friends with because of their lack of maturity. But I've also met somebody who's like, I like our friend Whitney. She's 24 and I still don't believe her. Like, just her shit is all together and she's doing life better than me. And I'm just like, your goals, how are you six years younger than me? <laughs> it's almost not even fair. It's not. She like owns three homes and like two of them internationally. And I'm just like, what are you? Oh, bro? Oh my gosh. Like age definitely matters. I feel like people are going to do what they want, like whatever floats your boat. The heart wants what the heart wants. I never understand the 20 year olds that date the 80 year olds, unless you're looking for that, like, name in the will. Like, I don't know what you're looking for. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. Anyways, I'm rambling. We need more rambling. I think it's a big point uh, that I'm taking from it is like, when you're dating somebody, you want like a more or less equal partner. You don't want somebody yeah. to raise you or somebody to raise. In my experience, oftentimes I felt like I was raising a boyfriend or, mm. or raising a partner rather than dating them. And that's a huge no-go. But it, it it's like age and maturity level, although they're not like directly necessarily correlated, they do go hand in hand. At least for me when I'm evaluating who I want to date. That's my partner. Yeah, like Danny said, you feel like, I think that's a big part of why I I never really dated younger than me. Um, Michael's a couple months younger than me. Six months younger than me. That's it. <laughs> I, Sugar baby. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the oldest, the oldest, uh, the the person, I guess, with the most years was like five years older than me no maybe more I was like mid-20s and he was early 30s and he had a three-year-old already and while that's that's fine I don't like it wasn't it was never a deterrent it still felt like he had a whole life before me if that makes sense I don't know um I know exactly what you mean yeah and and I didn't necessarily feel parented, but I also, we weren't like, I knew it wasn't going to be like a partnership type thing. Like it was, he was already pretty set and I didn't feel like there was going to be, even early on, like I didn't feel like there was going to be any room for me to grow or even get like a stable footing in the relationship. Um, and it didn't work out. So <laughs> I think age matters though. I really do. I, I mean, it matters even like in friendships and I think it matters like with my sister, she's four years mm-hmm. older and we're, we're still trying to, you know, like figure out our relationship. Um, so even non-romantically, like age plays a factor. Yeah. That's why my friends are five-year-olds. But that's a great point you made about like <laughs> That's a good point you made, um, Serena, about like, there was no room for you to grow. There was only room for you to fit in. 
as a piece in their bigger puzzle, but there was no way for you to have your own image. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely think it does. And I think sponsored by puzzles. Sponsored by puzzles. <laughs> sponsored by leisure. Um, just the whole act of it. Uh, <laughs> I think just, you know, I agree with everything. So I, I don't want to repeat. Um, I think I'm going to go pop culturally. If you didn't really like, I, I love going, hey, did you see that? Remember that movie when we were kids? And so when she said she didn't see Mortal Kombat, I go, what? And then we watch the old Mortal Kombat and I go, oh, okay, this is going to be way different watching it as a uh, 33-year-old versus when we were, I think we're nine, I was, I was nine or 10 when it came out. But also different upgrade, like upbringings. I didn't yeah. have cable. I was like a really sheltered kid. Like, I'll always ask, did you, do you remember the show? And she goes, I never, I didn't have cable. I don't know what that is. I go, oh, okay. Well, never mind. Cartoons. The music if I go do you know who this artist is and they go yeah I love I love that really old song by them uh and they'll name kind of a more recent song I go no what that's off of their like third album what do you mean old they've had albums before yeah <laughs> what are you talking about and so I I think just for that too um stuff to connect with there, there would be a struggle especially how they view I, I know a lot of young people who wear you know, shirts with music artists. And I go, oh, I love, I love that artist. I love Notorious B.I.G. And they go, yeah, I thought it was a cool shirt. So you don't listen to them. No, that's cool. I will shame people. I saw a girl with a Rolling Stones t-shirt and I shamed her and her gems. She's a friend of mine. Like I know her because she's Mr.'s age. I shamed her. I was like, oh, I I didn't know you listened to the Rolling Stones. She's like, who's that? And then I just sent her like YouTube videos and pictures and I sent her voice notes. And I was like, girl, if you don't go you return that for 21, I did. I was like, you need to know that you're wearing a giant, big old Rolling Stones logo on your t-shirt now. She's like, oh my God, I had no idea. I just thought, the, I just thought like it was a really cool graphic. Brand? And I was like, she bought it. Not a clothing brand. Oh my God. Not a clothing. <laughs> it's the, the mouth of the... The, the tongue, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I just thought it was sexy. And I'm like, ah. that sweetie. makes it worse. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> oh, God. Funny. Um, yeah, that's why I could also never date younger for that very reason, right there. Yeah. My sister's eight years my junior, and she was singing, You Don't Have to Call. And I was like, What do you know about Usher? And she's like, This is off Eric Abadi's EP. And I was like, what did you say? Shiloh, <laughs> girl, if you don't YouTube that. She's like, well, how am I supposed to know? I'm not old like you. And I'm like, excuse me, child. Oh. Child. That's all rude. <laughs> um, now I just have more random questions now. We've ended that portion. Uh, I always ask the guests, you know, for a, a song recommendation. It doesn't have to be a current, like, brand new song. It could just be a song you're really enjoying at this moment in your life, if anyone wants to go first. Let me look at Spotify. I was just going to so, do that, too. <laughs> I don't There's have a any song, song recommendations, but um, I have two artists that I listen to a lot. I don't know if you guys have heard of D Smoke and Sarak. They do a lot of like alternative conscious rap and like really, I really dig what they're doing. 
and D Smoke and who's the second one? Sarok. It's S A space R O C. Cool. Thank it's you. a female rapper. Ooh, I was I was thinking a hyphen. All right. There's no hyphen. I think it's just a space. The more you know. Mine while y'all are scrolling is Awake by Child. Uh it's Child with Three Eyes featuring uh Mahalia. I think that's what it I Oh yeah, Mahalia's dope. I like it. Yeah. They yeah. to calm my brain down for how loud it is. That that song has been really great in the past two weeks. Past I mean, yeah, two weeks that I've been listening to it. I've been bumping a lot of soca music to wake me up in the morning. So Dr. Mashup, I can't remember his name, but it's I think it's Michael, but it's spelled wrong. Or spelled differently, I should say. Okay. Michael something. But if you look up Dr. Mashup Soka on YouTube, you'll find it. Okay. It's very high energy, letting you know. Look, oh, I need it. I need it. The work music. Yes. Very okay. fast. <laughs> I've had a couple of songs I've been really into and I've had on repeat this week. So one is, uh, it's called You, um, and it has Troy Sivan in it. Another Ooh. one is Dance Like Nobody's Watching, Yuna. And the recent one's Boys Don't Cry by Nambe. Is the Yuna song new? Is that like a new release? It's not new. Well, not like new, new, but it's recent than like the last couple of years. I rediscovered it because I like the song already, but I, I rediscovered it because I discovered there's a remix to it featuring some mm. other artists. Um, and I was like, oh, so I felt like rediscovering the song by listening to this like new version. It, it's like a good, it's a good vibe song. I really like cool. it. I like her a lot. I like her too. Serena? A song that keeps popping up on my Spotify is I Can't Breathe by her. I love her. Big her fan. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. All right. So now the more random questions. What have you done in the past week to care for yourself? Watch anime and wash my hair. Yes. Let Kayla feed me. Sounds easy, but it's very hard to let people do stuff for you. That's true. In the past week. In the past week, what have you done to care for yourself? Um, Without getting into detail, I don't want to get into too much detail, but just being able to say no to certain things. And just like oh that's good that and being okay i love the word that's now. good i'm learning <laughs> i'm trying that's hard that is really good. when you're conditioned languages. yeah mm-hmm. helps when you say different languages <laughs> it's like yeah. no versus no arabic no 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 is it nine german Nine? Yeah. Nine! Just start screaming in front of people. Just screaming it. No! Did you just... Nine! Nine! <laughs> it's such a powerful word. I love it. Yeah. I love that that journey for you this week, Kayla. It's, it's, a, it's a good one. Thank you. It is a good one. It's a good one. I think... Right. 
uh, to care for myself this week. I think it's actually what I'm doing today, which is cleaning. Um, although I hate like the activity itself, there are some moments where I choose to clean very intentionally, not because of cleaning, but because I love what it does to me mentally. Like having a clean and organized space helps me feel more at ease. So once I'm done, like once I'm done today, for example, I'll definitely like take a moment to be like, thanks Danny for taking care of this mess because now you feel more at ease. Mm-hmm. I love that. Tina? I read and I finished my book. And then this morning I went and I had breakfast with some girlfriends and that was nice. Mm-hmm. So thank you. What? (laughs) Um, I think just taking the time to take my, uh, like writing my journal, uh, whether it's like my personal journal or my, my, uh, my therapy journal, because I always, I put it off and I always say, I'll I'll write tomorrow, or I'll, I'll fill it out tomorrow, or I'll write some, I'll just write more in two days. But taking the like 10 minutes to just sit and write and get some thoughts out. When was the last time you got to tell someone I told you so? Today. What? That came out real fast. I know. She was, she was <laughs> telling yourself I told you so count. That counts. Yeah. yeah. You are a person. You yes. are someone. Like every day this week to myself. To <laughs> you. I have to practice not saying that because I work with teenagers and it's like every day something that happens where I'm like, yeah. Okay. Mm. What did you that's, learn from that? Yeah. <laughs> that's I I work with four and five year olds. So that's that's the same here where I go, don't stand on the chair, don't stand on the don't stand and then they fall. And it's yeah, having to find out a different way versus told you so. So it's just I, I go with well, shoulder shrug and I walk off. It's like all day with, with them, me warning them. And then the thing happening, uh, or even our, our son, he's, he's three and it's, he's just testing the world, uh, and then falling off of it. Uh, oh, he has the hugest black eye right now. He has a huge black eye. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. It's so Everyone sad. was listening. But yeah. Danny, Serena. Today. Oh, today. Yesterday. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yesterday. I don't have, I don't have one. You don't have one. I can't remember. Mm-mm. What? You're uh, such a sweet person. <laughs> you just think it. You don't. You don't say it. Usually, somebody else says it, and then we have that little banter of like, "You said it, but you were thinking it." And I was using the person thinking. It, so. Wow. Uh, what would be your recommendation for a very funny, yeah, the funniest TV series? I feel like I would want to do like. A show kind of like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, but with like lesbians and non-binary people. I feel like it'd be different. Yeah. It would be a different experience. Very it, different. Like, it wouldn't be like, we're going to rural Georgia to give this racist, homophobic, Christian, white woman a makeover and interviews and make her like us. No, it'll be like, hey, Kayla, we heard that you're in college and your family kicked you out for being queer. So we're gonna give you a hell of money, buy you clothes, and pay your tuition. Woo! So it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. big is the budget. I support that. I feel you like create that, so you can sponsor this podcast next. Yeah, time. 
You could sponsor. Yes, it. and then Lena Waithe can't be anywhere <laughs> near the show. Oh, uh-oh. She's very problematic. Is mm. she really? We could talk about it a different yes. time, but okay, we'll text. Yes. We'll text about it. But I meant, I love that answer, but I meant more so a, a show that exists now. But it, does it have to be recent? No, it doesn't have to be a recent show. Oh. Wait, what's the question again? Wow. What is your it? favorite? Yeah, it, just a recommendation. Like if someone asked, hey, what's a uh, series I should start? Oh, oh my God. I thought we were to like. <laughs> so create one. I mean, that'd be cool. Oh, we're making up TV show. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the plot. Here's the pitch. Oh, I just really like your answer bad. anyway. Uh, no, it was a great answer. I, mean, I was like, I don't have one though. A pitch. <laughs> Maybe you should add that as a question. I currently just finished two, two like short one season like Netflix original animes. One is called Blood of Zeus, and the other one is called Dota Dragon's Blood. And I'm I'm watching Castlevania right now. So Castlevania is really good. I would recommend that one. Uh, also uh, for the adults, I watch adult shows. Ozarks is coming back with their last and final season. So get get caught up. Because that one's really good too. Get to learn a little bit about a middle America and drug dealing. Oh, riveted. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine. I'm gonna go because I think you're gonna say mine. Okay. Well. I was gonna say fresh off the boat. I think fresh off the boat. Oh, that's a good one. Is hilarious. Also, I'm rewatching Living Single, and that's pretty fucking funny too. Yeah, that was my show. Yeah. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who's going to go after Greg and be like, how many times is he sharing this password? <laughs> how many people are logging in? How's Greg logged in 10 times on the same day? Um, <laughs> from different IP addresses. Uh, Kayla? Uh, I was going to say um, Convenience on Netflix. Oh, we love that show. That's so funny. I've been it's so that. good. It's it? so good. So good. Oh, I'm so happy right now. Oh. <laughs> that 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 was actually is my be, favorite character. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Oh. He's too. <laughs> One of our dogs is dreaming, so we don't want her to like howl. <laughs> our son oh. is taking a nap right now, so we're trying to like shush everything. <laughs> uh, Hentified is really good on Netflix. Kim's Convenience was actually going to be my man, my answer. Oh, so. I thought you were going to say Fresh Off the Boat. I do love Fresh Off the Boat, but Kim, Kim, Kim's Convenience a little more. Um, but Hentified also on Netflix is really funny. And then it, it's deep too. I think, I think that's what I love about a lot of comedies recently is as funny as it is, there is a really a genuine message under it. Um, yeah. So it's not just silly, which is also great too, but I appreciate the ones where to think a little more you know michael i think you would appreciate the history of swear words on netflix uh, it's hosted it's by so nicholas cage it's pretty good <laughs> i'm gonna save it right oddly now. entertaining and very educational really yes cool. history of swear words the cool. shit one was my favorite that might be my favorite curse word wow <laughs> she shit <laughs> Um, oh my god when he was like five hours she, she. 
like 20 days later. E- oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You'll understand when you watch it. I'm down. Uh, Danny, did you have an answer? Oh, um, I guess I'll have to say Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Hmm. Okay. I really like Shit's Creek. But I just, I haven't watched a lot of TV lately. It's but probably yeah. better for your eyeballs. Yeah. No! I refuse. That's why, fun fact, I ended up getting these prescription glasses with blue light blockers. Same. Specifically for that reason. It'd be yeah. great if you tapped and it cracked. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Hey, let's put positive things into the air. <laughs> I'm trying. Thanks, yeah. Are you positively broken? Um, <laughs> how... Oh, I used to like that show. I'm sad I got canceled. Anyway, go ahead. I mean, this might be a super obvious one. How different was your life a year ago versus now? I was Whoa. living. Oh, I know. Oh, Very different. Bro, oh, I just moved different. to San Francisco. I was out here in these streets, unemployed and running around, and then you know, pandemic mm-hmm. hit, and Kayla stole my heart, and yeah. not in these streets anymore. Not in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> if I may story. ask, and you're willing to share, how long have you two been together? Uh, seven years. Right oh, before damn. the pandemic. <laughs> we, I don't know. I'll let Kayla answer that. I mean, it's coming up on a year. We met. Was it in February mm-hmm. last year? Um, Our anniversary, it's May already. Our anniversary is this month. That's true. Yay. I know, I just thought about that. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, yeah. It's been an interesting year, honestly. Um, I think that because of the, the way things have gone with the pandemic and not being able to like, go out and be social with other people as much like helped mm-hmm. us get to know each other a little bit better and faster wow so, i mean i think that's a, a silver lining in terms of not being on these streets mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it I'm almost feels like we're com- coming up on one year but like yeah. it feels like i've been dating her for like two like it's i feel like the time has doubled because we've spent like twice as much time as like we normally would have yeah yeah, or whatever. You know, I'll keep around. Sorry. It's all good. Oh, is he having his nightmare or dream? No. My. Oh. He's awake. <laughs> no, uh, I think there was a, a car door or something, and the littlest one is the most vocal. So that was the little one that you heard. He's a tiny little chewini, but he. Um, you want to say hi? Oh, God. Why would you pull it that far? Oh, God. What's the matter? Playtime's over. But no, that was the. That's no, okay. Uh, uh, Danny, how are you different a year ago? Or how your life? Well, if I think about where I was a year ago today, I was very, very much feeling like the initial impact of the pandemic. So I was very sad, uh, very down about not being able to live life like I was used to. Um, But since then, just a lot has changed. Say from May last year to this year, I now own a home. I've now 
gotten a raise at work. I'm in a relationship now. I'm in a healthy relationship now. And, and there are also several other like little wins that probably just go through a very long list of stuff of things, but I definitely feel like overall I'm in a much better and happier and mentally and emotionally safer place compared to last year. I think I would echo the then a happier place, especially with with you know last year this time the pandemic pandemic was so new and you know it it's still affecting a lot of people now but fortunately you know like we've both been vaccinated and things are s- slowly going to uh less scary territory i hope and like going to therapy now more consistently versus last year where i've seen four different therapists in the past two year and a half two years so now seeing one where i feel good afterwards is is, is a huge change um versus a year ago where my god there was the world was just nuts it still is very much so but i feel like handling it mentally is, is a little better how are you how was life oh okay and there we are ending on a pass like how the oscars ended on <laughs> anthony hopkins winning um he wasn't there okay i'm uh, just kidding what was the question oh wow uh it was how is your life different from one year ago very different i'm in a much better job i'm in a much better place mentally and physically but also covid is awful (laughs) uh i felt like death when i got it and it's really scary just yeah i i think working in isolation and there's a lot i'm grateful for but there's also a lot of uh that's up in the air a lot that's up in the air but at least job wise i'm so much happier and i think given the pandemic i see my therapist virtually and i in the past would always make excuses about going like i didn't have time or i would have to take time off work to go and drive and now it's it's virtually so i didn't have a I didn't have an excuse this time. And I think that's the biggest realization, like how much it's benefited my life, I think will change my mindset moving forward. So I won't be making excuses until, you know, or or anymore, I guess. Mm -hmm. Virtual therapy is the move. I've been doing it two years prior to the pandemic, just because like it started off as like, I need to talk to somebody right now. And that was my therapist for like two years. And then- When I moved to California, she wasn't licensed and I ended up finding a black yeah. female therapist. That was fantastic. And I'm still yeah. with her. Yeah. 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 What was what was it you said earlier? Talk to someone, Ditch? Talk. Yeah. This podcast I, is sponsored by therapy. <laughs> Talk to someone, bitch. We get that on a show. Noted. Perfect. Um, <laughs> Talk to someone, bitch. <laughs> I, I, for, I know. Oh, I, I want you. I, I'll okay. I'll buy them in bulk, and then we'll we'll sell them. I'll split the cost, obviously, or the <laughs> okay. the the profits, profits. The profits, not the. And I was like, yeah, ten percent. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> appreciate it. But no, thank you so much for for being on and letting me pick your brains and, and feelings. Um, I really appreciate it. I hope you have a great rest of your day and life. Thank no, you. I'll talk to you again. 
Yes. <laughs> my God. Oh, is this the last of it? This is the last time. Is this farewell? Kayla, nice meeting you. And yeah, goodbye. it was nice no. meeting you. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. Yay. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Take care. podcast is brought to you by therapy <laughs> to somebody bitch um but <laughs> somebody did i feel like